folks. Please keep your hands and arms inside the train. I'm sorry, but you've thrown off the Emperor's groove. Not right now. You're getting your wishes, so sit down! Hot dog! Sophie. <laughs> Alright, so I found out that Bopi has a friend. And Bopi's friend is Sargento. And Sargento yes. is, I guess, a sergeant. Yeah, but no, it's Sarge from. Okay, so back but, up. I, I guess, guess he's a poo. He's some a... sort of sergeant in Toy Story? <laughs> no, he's <laughs> the sergeant of cheeses. <laughs> <laughs> Knockoff Disney pins is what we're talking about. When we worked the program. Quite a bit, quite a Ten. while ago, Andrew and his roommate Brian, our friend Brian, had were lucky enough to have somebody trade, pin trade with them, and give them a pin that was like the ever elusive, mostly plastic, limited like 90%, edition, one of one, right, ninety percent plastic pin of Bo Peep, had although a... at the bottom of the pin it just said B O P Y. <laughs> and then we found out that they're a gang, and there's actually the whole set is six pins. Yeah, Alien, Woody, Alien, Bopey, Woody, Bopey, and Sargento. Sargento, which you guys never saw an actual Sargento, though, did you? Oh my God! If no. you you see a Sargento, you tackle someone for it. Yeah, it's it's like the white whale. Man, it's like Moby Dick. Yeah. Get after it. So, so anywho. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my big news this week was. Sargento exists. Well, yeah, we found out. We went down a little rabbit hole and found out that the Sargento pin is something that exists in the world. So it's going to be our goal to try to find it. It's oh. just funny that Bo Peep on a pin would be Bopey because it's like, hello. My name is Bopey. Me amo Bopey. Hey, me amo Bopey. We are going. So Allison has a great idea. ¿Qué se dice Bopey? ¿Cómo se dice Bopey? Allison had this great idea of buying a bunch of pins online. This is how we got to the, the Bopey pin discussion. It's because Allison had a great idea. Let's buy a bunch of pins and pin trade when we go down there in December. Bring it back. Although maybe it never died. I'm just going to Right, so there are a Bopey. lot of eBay sellers who... There are a lot of eBay sellers who sell just like lots of junk pins. Or not... Yeah, junk pins. I mean, they're all yeah. Disney... If you, unless you get scammed, they're all authentic Disney pins. Whoa, that trade with the cast Wait, Allison, what junk. was that one you said? The um, the, the American Express pin. Oh yeah. man, <laughs> the, the Olympics. Two, the Olympic yeah. 2000 pin. <laughs> yeah, and the and the Mickey ears for the zero zero zero. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, I, I I remember it vividly. Yes. And you, as a cast member, seeing someone come up to you with the, you're like, I know they're gonna give me the Olympic pin. <laughs> they have yeah. lanyards of Olympic pins. The whole family, you're like, I they're know. like, I'll take your most expensive pin, please. And oh, yeah. did a nine-year-old trade you that seventeen-dollar pin? <laughs> I'd really like to trade you that. Yeah, and then once you get, you know, when we backstage, we had just like a, a fumble of a bad pins. Box of misfits. Yeah, <laughs> we had to, we had to, yeah, I had to go on stage with a full lanyard, so. If you didn't, you had to go and dive into this Ugh. pin box full of Which rejects. is just all Olympic pins. Um, so like, pin well, trading guess. tip, cast member must not refuse you a trade if yes. you're trying to give them any pin. Oh, it's a lack of for you. Even Bopey. Right? Which is why we should roll I'm going to trade for all Gather Bopies. up your Bopies. I want a lanyard <laughs> of Bopies. That would be just so funny. Many bo 
People would be like, oh, what is that? And I'd be like, don't look at my kids. Listen, I don't trade with anybody. You need one Sargento, though. These all are all, these are all handmade by someone in <gasps> Taiwan. Guys, so obviously the cast members aren't wearing these boopies, but you should go up to some cast members and be like, what else you got? Show me Come the... on. What's, it, what's in your no. back pocket? Show, Show me, me some. Where's that Sargento? I know you're hanging on <laughs> to that like, Sargento. Have you seen this pin? I'm looking for the cheese captain. Because they Threaded. probably got a whole box of them in the back. I know. They're like, oh my god, you actually want this? Here, take yeah, it. Yeah, oh my god. Just just get away. No, I feel like I would be too embarrassed to trade somebody a boopie for a really good cast member exclusive pin. Boo. So, we'll, send, we'll send Andrew to do it. Andrew will oh, do man. it. Oh, man. Yeah, Andrew will do it. Give me, I'll trade oh that little gosh. American flag pin. It's like a quarter inch by a quarter inch. Wait, the inch. tie pin. Just be like, hey. So it's all I got. Oh, okay, so wait, wait. You guys want to start? No, we're like oh, Mr. Sorry. Robot here. Like, every episode, like, the title doesn't start until like five minutes in. They're like, oh, uh, <laughs> this is what I'm watching. Wait, yes. Okay, so it's so got who are we? Ready? Yeah. Ready, guys? Welcome to Disney Philhar Podcast, where three Disney-obsessed former cast members relive the magic and learn facts they should already know. I'm Laura, and I'm here with Allison. Hello. And Andrew. Hi there. We're all in a good mood today. My name today is Sargento, though. <laughs> Come on, I troops. Be we need oh, to. We need alien. everyone with their shovels to get in there and hollow out that Swiss. We gotta get in there. We gotta <laughs> dig those holes, and we gotta get right out. <laughs> Let's move! Let's move! 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 Oh my gosh, the uh, the Sarge character in Magic Kingdoms is making me mad because he's he's good for nothing. Right? He's useless. He's useless. <laughs> Sarge, you got nothing. <laughs> I know. Okay. That Magic Kingdoms game. By the way, did you start playing the Halloween stuff yet? No. So I got Mickey's pirate costume, and then that's about it. I haven't seen no Halloween stuff. <gasps> Since then, yeah, Jack Jack Skellington, I was the Jack Sparrowton. <laughs> Jack Skellington just came out. Yes, uh, today, just released today. Oh, I haven't been on today. I haven't been on to collect my chips. Jack Sparrow. As Andrew puts it. Jack Sparrowton would be the most unique Disney character ever. Mashup. <laughs> What's this? What's this? The lockers in the air. What's this? What's this? Beastie. Said beasties everywhere. <laughs> oh, I like it. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. Is that the black pearl? I must be dreaming. What is this? Whoa. I deserve that. <laughs> I think, can we not do one episode without a Pirates of the Caribbean reference now? Okay, no, no more. From here on out, it's every... It's impossible. <laughs> no, we're going to try. We're going to try. Come Jones. <laughs> if, if you want me to not do the Davy Jones. It's a locker for you. <laughs> okay, so I guess... 100 souls. souls. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. Sorry. That's a popular and one. And we're done. Wait, okay, so <laughs> this episode, speaking of spooky, Ooh. speaking of Halloween, we thought... Do we have spaghetti? No spooky spaghetti oh. today. Today we are talking about a scary, spooky attraction that we all know and love at Walt Disney World, and that is the... Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, located in Disney Hollywood Studios, or MGM, if you... Hollywood, 1939. On the glitz and the glitter. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we've that's, got someone here who has a better Davy impression Jones. than oh, that. Oh, of course she does. That's the Davy Jones version. I got nothing but Cronkite all day. 
Everything so. sounds like Cronkite. No, I don't have a better You need some Cronkite? I got you. Well, we'll see. They're gonna come out of the woodwork slowly, so... Get excited for that, because... Ooh. They're gonna be delightfully bad. Yes. But I'll start off... Oh, do we want to talk about any kind of happenings in Walt Disney World? What's the haps on the crap? So, before we discover what lies beyond the fifth dimension... I wanted to tell you guys that there's some crazy, like, rumors that they're pushed back Rivers of Light until, like, 2070-something. Uh. Oh no, just joking. <laughs> but, like, next year, which I don't even... Next that year. sounds crazy. We're just waiting for Rivers of Light to How open. How hard is it to make a they boat? Just gotta float. Well, and then I you put some lights know. on it with a generator, and you go down the river. Yeah, you try that strategy and try presenting that to a bunch of <laughs> diehard Disney fans. Just throw it on a boat! It's just a guy untangling a ball of Christmas lights. <laughs> For 40 minutes. <laughs> well, how long did it take him to whip up uh, MGM Studios? Right? Like, about a, a year. Exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so we're going to have to wait a little bit longer. That sucks. But yes, hopefully it's... And also, the, um, they're doing like this lengthy refurbishment on Dinosaur right now, so... Hopefully, when we go there in December, it should be open, and I can't wait to see what they've done. Maybe just like a, an update, like a little mini upgrade or something. That makes my that makes my heart rain. Your makes heart, my heart a little sad. Rain. No. Oh. My heart. Why does it? Because it'll be open when we get there. It'll be back open. Yeah. And hopefully, the refurbishment was for the best. It was like, yeah, it was like a summer long refurbishment. No way. But I think maybe they could have like. You know, spruced up some of the trees and the yeah. uh, dinosaur some new scale, shiny new scales. Ooh, yeah. Fresh paint. I mean, fresh scales. Right. Yeah, maybe it's something like that. But I don't know. Maybe it's something even more. A little dino pedo. Get those nails nice oh, and shiny. Oh, Manny Petty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sh sure they kept the pre-show. Oh, they better have kept the pre-show. It's a classic. I think they're not allowed to ever change any pre-shows ever. Oh, I, I except mean, for the. <laughs> Rock and roller coaster shocker. No, yeah. That's just like a big oh, well, minor edits are okay, but if they do a full. They just Photoshop a finger on that? <laughs> I don't know what they did. It's like a Mickey Mouse glove. Speaking of what's at the end of Sunset Boulevard. Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, it's funny you guys. It's funny we stumbled oh, upon this because today's <laughs> episode is about. Fancy that. The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, the Hollywood Tower Hotel. So at the, at the end of Sunset Boulevard, you mean like the cult of that, right? Laura really doesn't like it. I'm just cult, trying to make cult, it happen. No, I just laugh because it's the cul-de-sac with the T. It's like a cult. Yeah. Cul-de-sac. Yeah. Okay. We're all there. Well, okay, you can say it's at the end of a cul-de-sac. It's where everyone goes Even to play street hockey. Even though we know it's a, it's a cul-de-sac. <laughs> like, it's a French term. It's like a three... three-syllable It's not French. all choppy like cul-de-sac. You don't mean it's a cul-de-sac. No! <laughs> so am I... How do you know you're a fear of the So my cult? son told me. Marge, told me you haven't even started the episode. Wear the and Nikes and you get on a get on a little <laughs> limo and you get out of town. Marge, get out of here. Nikes. Get Marge out of here. is spreading false rumors about the the Hailbop cult. I just I just wanted a room and you told me you're all full and I'd use a service elevator. Guys, are we in a Disney cult? Yeah, we might be. It's okay. <laughs> because it's all friendly and everybody's awesome. Everyone wears white Nikes. We've drank the, the Dole no, Whips. Yeah. Drank the Coca-Cola <laughs> Station watermelon soda. Ooh. You've drank the Beverly. The Club Cool. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a 
Beverly Cole. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm okay with that. Oh, okay, so Tower of Terror, everybody. Tower of Terror, <laughs> located, yes, at the end of Sunset Boulevard in Disney Hollywood Studios. This is my personal favorite attraction. Oh, one of mine, I'm going to put it out there. Not one of them. I want to say this is my... Well, okay, favorite thrill ride, for sure. Easily. <clears throat> what? <clears throat> oh, what? <clears throat> we got a, someone hating everybody. Like, what's your favorite thrill ride? Thrill ride? Everest. Everest. Everest is pretty cool, but the free fall if you, is no. free fall. All right, top five. I'll give top classic. five. If you're not going to say Tower of Terror, I can only accept Everest for a thrill ride. Oh, you don't want to go 64 miles an hour on Test Track? 64 if you're lucky. <laughs> right? Like if you're 63. If, if you got a big guy in your car. Oh my gosh. Get some extra. Okay, back to okay, Tower. Tower of Terror. Best, I'm the worst. The best thrill ride. Laura's favorite. Opened July 22nd, 1994. And this was actually the same year that I took the train down to Florida, the old Amtrak, down to Florida with my best friend Becky and her family. They were so kind to... Train, huh? What, what were the wheels on that one? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm guessing it wasn't a steam train. It was oh. not. Wheel arrangement would be irrelevant. Yes. It was slow as heck. But it was really nice for her family to bring me along. So anyway, we went to Disney in 1994. 11 days later. Same, yeah. It took, <laughs> it took like two days to get there. From Jersey. <laughs> So we anyway. took a week vacation, got there, and turned around. <laughs> anyway, we were there the year that the Tower of Terror opened, and I remember we were getting ready to leave Hollywood Studios, and then we, I think collectively, thought, with, you know, all of us said, you know, we should probably go on Tower of Terror, we should probably check it out, because it just opened, and it looks scary. I think I was scared to ride it, because I was a little one then. Oh, but, just a wee little one. Yeah, but we got to ride it, and... It was amazing, and so I think since then it has remained my favorite Disney real ride. Well, you so were there fun. for you brought me back a T-shirt. I did, yeah. Oh, not a robe, huh? And it glowed, in the, it glowed in the dark. Glue in the dark. Glowed. Glows. Glue. Still glowed. does it still? I bet. So it glows in the uh, dark. I don't know where it is. I have to search far and wide it's, for it. I I got it, guys. It's it's gotta be it's, Dad's house. It's gloated. Yeah. It's gloated. It's gloated in well, the Well, either dark. way you say it, it glue in the dark, and it was awesome. It did. And... It was. <laughs> that was... Well, the 20th anniversary, by the way. That was crazy. That was more than 20 years ago, which is insane. But a lot has changed to the ride since then. I feel like it still holds up. It's still amazing and wonderful and exciting. Hands down, one of the most exhilarating rides in Walt Disney World. As we said earlier, it's located at the end of Sunset Boulevard, not the end of the cul-de-sac, cult as Andrew... Cult-a-sac. It serves as the main focal point at the end of the street. So you come into Hollywood Studios, you ba, ba, already ba, you immediately ba, catch ba, a glimpse ba, ba, of this ginormous hotel towering over the studios. There's always a ton of people taking pictures in Sunset Boulevard. They're always like wandering in the middle of the street, taking pictures of the hotel. We have a ton of them, day and night shots of this hotel. So beautiful. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to say that it's the focal point, if you yeah. will. I would argue that the Tower of Terror is more of a focal point than the Chinese theater. Okay. Where you walk in and so. you can see the Chinese mm -hmm. theater and it's beautiful, don't get me wrong, but then you look to the right and you're like, whoa, hello. Hello there. Why, the hello. Bam. Yeah, so, which that explains why everybody takes a picture in front of it. It's striking. It is 199 feet tall because, as we all know, at 200 feet, Florida law would require a red light to blink at the top of it, which was a big no-no for Disney. They want to keep everything authentic. No blinking! Roxanne! 
have to turn on the red dot. <laughs> you don't have to turn on the red dot. So the architecture of the Tower of Hotel <laughs> is inspired. <laughs> the architecture is inspired by Southern California hotels like the Millennium Biltmore Hotel and the Mission Inn. And it's so cool. If you Google pictures of these two hotels, you can definitely see the inspiration that the Imagineers used for the Hollywood Tower Hotel. If you, especially if you look at a picture of the Mission Inn, it yeah, is it was there in the 40s. Strikingly you know. similar, and the roof tiles are exactly the same. It's kind of like this terracotta roof style. Oh, the the oh terracotta. The 27,000 terracotta roof tiles is what you're oh, talking about. Oh, is that how many? That's a that's a little. Andy, fun fact there for you. All right. 27,000. Did you count them? Oh, you see, uh, it's so hard. I tried to take the elevator up to the roof, <laughs> and it just kept bringing me back down to the bottom. So I... I think you use the same joke for spaceship birth tiles. You count them yourself. Yeah, yeah it's telephotos, and you do them by section, and then you count them, <laughs> it's a joke and then you bring it back. And no one on the internet has debunked me yet, so it's 27,000. Right. That's exactly that elevator is how it happened. Though. Right, you can only use the maintenance service It's so elevator. weird. You they can't... didn't have, like, the room elevators. It didn't <laughs> yeah. work. It was only maintenance. Hey, serious pro tip about Tower um, Tower. You cannot only use the maintenance service elevator if you get scared at the end or if you just don't want to go on, you can use a regular elevator. Oh, well, that's good. We don't want anyone <laughs> freaking out and having a Just kidding, Allison's lying. Attack. You must go on it. You have to. Yeah, well, I mean, unofficially, you have to go on. Yes, but if you're scared, please... Please don't feel like you have to ride the ride and give yourself a heart attack. Or you could just be Lorraine and be like, my boy's in there. <laughs> That's <Andrew's> mom. <laughs> my my boy's gonna be on she's, that elevator. Aw, she's so cute, Andrew's mom. <laughs> my she'll boy's watch from up the there. She'll I watch, hope he comes out okay. She'll watch from Sunset Boulevard to try to see us. Was that, no, was that, uh, wait, was that, <laughs> no. What, uh, uh, no, not that one. What shirt? How how are you ready back? What shirt did you have on? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tower of Terror. The attraction itself, the idea for this attraction, started back in 1985, where there were plans to expand Epcot and add a pavilion to the Epcot that would feature rides similar to the Great Movie Ride, which is so weird to think about if that were to actually come to fruition. Uh, however, the CEO at the time, Michael Eisner decided that, no, this idea should be an entirely new park in and of itself. And that's when MGM, or Disney Hollywood Studios, as we know it today, was born. Some may say that this was an answer to Universal Studios, which was being built around the same time. Nay! Nay! <laughs> is that a naysayer idea? Nay! <laughs> However, I don't know, that is up to your... Call me a Clydesdale, I'll be naying judgment. all day. Yes. Uh, and no, uh, not sure. Right? Yeah, you know what, I almost think that Universal got their idea from MGM Studios, oh. even though MGM was built in one year without a, and debuted without a thrill ride attraction. Please, name a movie <laughs> that Universal got out before Disney. Was it A Shark's Tale before Nemo? No. Was it Ants? <laughs> it was. Before A Bug's Life? <laughs> yes! <gasps> no, it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> Was it Madagascar? No. Before that was out way before Zootopia. Right. right. And then there was the other Disney movie though. Remember the the zoo or something? Or you guys remember it with the the? Oh my gosh, no. 
There was this, this Disney movie. It was Disney <laughs> animation about zoo characters. What? Called Zootopia. No, not Zootopia. And not Called Madagascar. Madagascar. No, in Central Park. <laughs> yeah, Allison. Yeah, so Central Park. They were in Central Park. Yes. Yeah, so That's Madagascar. Madagascar. No, 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 no. I'm going to Google it right now. Hold on. Time out. I'm going to use the Google owl here. <laughs> and <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård's in what it? What movie? No. <laughs> Did you say that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, let's think about it. Ant and then a... No, it just sounds it was, to me like you're talking about Madagascar. It was Nemo and then a shark's tail. What else have we got? Monsters, Inc. Hold on. Not Zootopia. Hold on. I thought I knew all the Disney movies. I think we do. The Wild. The oh, Wild. Oh, The Wild. Doesn't count. Well, what year did that come out? 2006. 2006. An adolescent lion is accidentally shipped from the New York Zoo to Africa. What? Now running free, his zoo pals must set aside their differences to help bring him back. Disney. What he, is that? He Sutherland. We call it a flop. Similar to Madagascar. I'm pretty sure that, like, Disney... There, there had to have been some... I mean, I have beef with Universal and DreamWorks and all I that since Oswald and the Lucky Rabbit. <laughs> Laura's got personal right? beef with DreamWorks. Laura's outside of Universal <laughs> picketing when no. we go to Disney World. <laughs> no, I just got beef because of the whole Oswald and the Lucky Rabbit situation that happened. Oh, OG beef. It, yeah, but this movie, I don't know if I've ever seen it, but I don't think it got good reviews, and, and then they came out with Zootopia, which was fantastic, so... But it, oh, I guess that was like their take two yeah. of let's make animals human. Zootopia was so good. So so Tower of Terror. I love so, Zootopia. So Hollywood Tower Hotel. <laughs> Wait. I'll cut that out and make it a, like a behind the scenes. Yeah. Wild uh, ants versus bugs life. Madagascar versus the wild. Right? Versus Zootopia. It's a cage match. It's a tech, ding, ding, it's ding, a tech ding. team. We so, know who brought that ladder though. So Tower of Terror. It was Madagascar. <laughs> I Sorry. think I was pretty sure it was Madagascar 7. Escape from the Brooklyn Zoo. <laughs> it was uh, David Schwimmer no. with, <laughs> as the female. Or Isn't he like a female? He's like the yeah, okay. no, dome. Wait, okay. So Tower of Terror. MGM opened in 1990. And it opened without a big thrill ride attraction. So it was in desperate need of something to draw a lot of guests to the park. Michael Eisner, you're our only hope. Yeah, well, famed Imagineers like Marty Sklar, C. McNair Wilson, along, along with Michael Eisner, and Mel Brooks, of all people. Mel, got werewolf. Yeah, werewolf. Got together and came up with a few ideas for this thrill ride attraction. The original ideas included a Castle Young Frankenstein, uh. which is so weird. It, it, was described as a Bavarian village with streets that led to a castle complete with a drawbridge. And they also tossed around the idea of having a Mel Brooks Hollywood Horror Hotel, which of which would have featured Vincent Price. What? Yeah, kind of weird. The But ultimately, the haunted hotel theme stuck because the team soon found themselves looking for a TV or movie idea that would fit into this, this haunted hotel theme. See, I think that the... Just because I love Young Frankenstein so much, I think that that would have been a great that would have been a great addition to anything. But a lot it's so old and kind of dated, and it's it's not like oh you have to see the movie to be able to participate in it. Well, you that know? would have That's been a fun I think ride. The I Tower think... of Terror is so unique and so genius 
you don't need to know anything. Yeah, you could know of the Twilight Zone. You could know of anything. Mm-hmm. Like, or not know of the Twilight Zone. Well, you zone, could. But you don't have to see the movie to know what the ride is about. Right, yeah, you and know? I am I am one of those, well, I don't know if it's few. I'm, I'm definitely one of those people who have not seen Young Frankenstein, and I'm a little shamed, ashamed by it. But, yeah, I, I, in fact, the original ride was supposed to be some sort of a comedy horror, like a horror comedy style tough. ride, which would be tough. I it's think. kind of like we want to scare people, but, like, let's get the kids involved. You know? Yeah. Kind of like a stretch. Well, anyway. Really like, sorry, keep going. No, I really like you're what fine. They, yeah, yeah. So, right anyway, now. they found a television license that would be a perfect match for this attraction. They had just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. So, I don't know. I mean, there might be some people out there who aren't familiar with the Twilight Zone. Basically, it was a television series from the late 50s, early 60s created by a guy named Rod Serling. And this is the guy you see in the pre-show video. Basically, a show, this is a show that featured a new story each episode with either a sci-fi, fantasy, or horror slash kind of paranormal theme to it. Super creepy. A lot of weird, very interesting episodes featured a lot of actors. Everyone knows Twilight Zone just because it's something on the wing. Some. Thing and we've all seen Ace Ventura, so we at least know okay, it via yeah, Ace yeah. Ventura. Oh. Yeah. So. Well, also they play the marathon every. Allison, when is it? New Year's Eve? They play the Twilight Zone marathon. I don't know. I feel like it's still one of those those classic TV shows that a lot of people know and have a great appreciation for because it's creepy. Everything's black and white. It's awesome. So naturally, the ride is themed in a way that it would fit seamlessly into an episode of The Twilight Zone. In fact, the, ap- the attraction is so similar to the Little Girl Lost episode where a little girl falls into the fifth dimension and her parents can't hear her and they can't find her. Uh-oh. Yeah, just like... If only the mom had Christmas lights. <laughs> I know! It felt so much like... I actually went and watched this episode. It's on Hulu. In fact, if you're interested, um, like a whole bunch of the episodes, maybe even the whole Ooh. series is on Hulu. It's available, so... This episode is in season three, and is called Little Girl Lost, as Laura said, but it's the same sort of thing as Stranger Things, if anybody's watching or has watched it on Netflix. So they go to the Upside Down, where the Demogorgon (gasps) is, but in this episode, the girl just disappears through to another dimension, like a portal behind her bed, and the parents can hear her, but they can't see her, so they're calling to her and trying to figure out what the heck's going on. Oh. And sort of the same Whoa. thing as Stranger Things, right? But here, uh, your elevator is actually the thing that gets transported. If you think about it, I mean, if you think about what's happening, you know, when that zap yeah. happens, you're you're being transported to like beyond the fifth dimension. That's Whoa. so crazy because when I first rode the ride, and for the longest time, I had no idea what even happened to the characters. I always thought that they were struck by lightning and then they were ghosts. Yeah, so yeah, they're not ghosts. They're just, I guess, suspended in that fifth, beyond the fifth dimension. Kind of crazy. 5.5 dimension. (laughs) Well, as most of you know, as I mentioned earlier, it's designed after an authentic 1920s Hollywood hotel. Super spooky, and it's kind of made to be seen as abandoned, neglected for almost 100 years, because the 1920s was almost 100 years ago, guys, which is kind of freaky, but it's true. I want to be a flapper! (laughs) The story behind the hotel is that it was actually built in 1917, 
It was the hotspot for the Hollywood elite. Movie stars, producers, all the big names in the golden age of Hollywood. And on Halloween night, 1939, lightning strikes the hotel and a group of people disappear forever to be lost in the fifth dimension. You mean they were among the... Amid the glitz and the glitter. Yes. Uh, that's exactly right. I just love right. that line so much. I love all the lines. I know. We all it's do. It's a brilliant ride. I love it so much. It's Please just well do thought not, out. Do not change it. Obviously, Disney, nothing Disney Don't touch much, it. But yeah. No, touch no Garden it. of the Galaxy. Stop. No, and Andrew always says Garden of the Galaxy. I love it's it. Garden. Because <laughs> it's not real. I like it better that way. I really hope they ever... Sounds friendly. Yeah. Okay, so similar to many Disney attractions, they were prepared to use cutting-edge technology to achieve exactly what they had imagined the ride to be. And if you've been on the Tower of Terror, you'll remember a specific section where you are moving horizontally through the fifth dimension, or you're actually entering into the fifth dimension. The technology. So you're in a wormhole. Yes. Woo, yeah. It's kind of crazy because it feels like the ride vehicle is moving on its own, and that's exactly what is happening at this point in the ride. They refer to this technology as AGV, or Autonomous Guided Vehicle. And Andrew Guided Vehicle, but it's okay. <laughs> oh, is that your your night job? You it's, go and work at the... You know, I got four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like, it was like the first uh, Google driverless car right. yes. I, I moonlight as a podcaster but i really am an agv well no not you not oh. you he was he's calling this the andrew guided vehicle oh, oh sorry autonomous guided vehicle oh, okay, okay. it's basically a, a mobile robot it's so impressive it can move on its own with the assistance of a few different techniques so some of these agvs use lasers to guide the the vehicles in this case it's what's called wired navigation. So it's where a series of wires are embedded into a slot in the floor, and the machine can sense their existence through a high-frequency signal. Sensors are under the vehicle, so it knows exactly where to go and steers itself by following the sensors. The technology itself has been around since the 50s, so it's not, it's not cutting-edge. This is the cutting-edge part of it. It's like 76 years old. It's brand new. Yeah. In an early version... 76. 66. <laughs> okay, so an early version of this AGV has been used in Epcot's Universe of Energy energy ride. Aww. And, and oh, kind of like the Great Movie Ride, too. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, that Great Movie Ride, I always feel like the the, uh, the cast member isn't paying attention. And it's like it's uh, steering with the shoulder blades, yeah. looking back the whole Wait time. Wait a minute. They're really driving. Yeah. Not when they're fighting off those gangsters. <laughs> <laughs> or stealing, uh, oh, that wasn't the cast member who steals the thing. Right, yeah, but then the gangster. That's the gangster. Yeah, yeah, but still, they're, they're not yeah. quite paying attention. The and so I was always I was always wondering about that because... Hey, mind your P's and Q's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so oh. very similar to the Great Movie Ride, following this wired navigation system. Kind of freaky. And if you can envision, I'm just going to try to paint a little picture of how the ride's set up. In the back of the hotel is the service elevator shaft so where you enter in the boiler room you enter at the ground floor of the attraction you go up one elevator shaft and then you cross into the fifth dimension where you're crossing to the front part of the hotel so you're crossing from the back elevator shaft to a new elevator shaft in the front and this is where you will 
the ride, it's so weird because it, it isn't the elevator itself. You're not in the elevator car when you're moving in through the fifth dimension. So you're moving into, you're this autonomous guided vehicle. You're moving into an elevator car, which will flow uh-huh. in the shaft. It's like a backwards H. Yeah, sure. If you will. You yeah, it's like up, a letter H. You yeah. Go to the left, and then it's got that big shaft. That exactly. Yeah. So the big and... elevator shaft is in the front of the attraction. It's what you see from Sunset Boulevard. Everyone's screaming their faces off as the doors open. It's crazy. Cool. But Tell me the more. Reason, so the reason the ride is a huge engineering feat is, well, not only because it has the AGV, but because it combines the AGV with another ride system. So it's two completely different ride systems put into one. The freefall part of the ride was the more difficult portion to achieve. Imagineers worked with the elevator company Otis. This is the famed elevator company that's been around for hundreds of years. And in typical Disney fashion, they pretty much had to design a special elevator motor specifically for this attraction. And what, you mean they didn't have one laying around that just no. drops you five floors? <laughs> you mean an elevator company that basically must make sure that everyone is safe in that elevator and not make anyone feel like they're free falling in an elevator must make that elevator feel like it's free falling? Yeah, so that's weird. Ah, we understand you keep everyone safe. We <laughs> want to make them feel the exact opposite, but we want to keep them safe. Right, so what if, whatever you've been doing for a hundred years you guys to make have been people killing feel it. Don't safe, get me wrong. do the opposite. Do the opposite. We just don't want that anymore. <laughs> yeah, so the we motors... We want the safety, but not the just down. Right. And... Yeah, of course they couldn't use a typical motor because it's so much more powerful. This what the attraction is capable of doing is requires such a, a huge motor, ginormous in fact. It's about the size of a one-car garage and it weighs 102 I'm sorry, 132,000 pounds. What? That's like 60 something tons. It's insane. Wow. Yeah. And so a lot of people because of the fact that it's this massive engineering feat, some people don't refer to it as an elevator, but a vertical vehicle conveyance. Its mechanics are similar to that of an elevator, but it's you're being pulled up and down at a speed close to 40 miles an hour using this closed cable system. Oh, VVCs. It's just so <clears throat> impressive. I encourage you guys to watch the, I think it's the History Channel's Modern Marvels on the Tower of Terror because they kind of touch on this a little bit. What? They don't really get into the the Lever. details about how the car is pulled. I know there's a counterweight that's in play during this. Yep. But they don't really get into too much of that, but check it out. It's awesome. Can I talk it's about crazy. my video now or should I wait until the end? What's your video? The video about the ghost <gasps> Whoa. riding the Tower of Terror during the maintenance like test. Oh my gosh, no, yeah, so tell it, tell there's it right like now. Alright, it's like a two minute, maybe two and a half minute video where there's like a, one guy in the elevator testing it to make sure. What, that, a, what a job, by the way. That Just everything's going like the, the way tower that it is. Terror. <laughs> and you can see him, he looks so like, alright, we're going up, we're going down, and we're going down, and we're going up again, and this is just boring. But then at like 32 seconds or whatever, like, I think it's boom, 26 seconds. there's a ghost right behind this guy. Like for a millisecond. And then Allison, you can, if it you goes like video, up and down, up and down. And then at like a minute and 24 seconds, the ghost goes from behind this guy to like two seats to the left of him. 
and it like flashes what? real quick, and it's like actual ghosts are like riding the elephant. Did they have like Zach Bagans come in and debunk it? I don't think so. I think it's. I want to believe it's real. It's so creepy. Taps. You mean Zachary Binks? Taps. <laughs> Taps. Oh, not, Z- Zachary, not Zachary Binks. Zachary. 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 <laughs> okay, so. I also want to mention for anyone who's a little fearful of this ride, there are a lot of safety measures in place. Don't worry, there, nothing bad is going to happen. Even if something were to happen, they have shocks, like like an unbelievable amount of safety measures, like I said, built into this ride. Oh, don't be scared. No, don't be scared. Don't be Everything's scared. fine. Uh, don't, don't crap out before you get on it. Don't go down that stairwell it's, that you'll regret for yes. the rest of your life. It's worth it for everything. The feel, the thrill, and yeah. the view. Think about the children! Yeah, the elevator of shame that you have to take down. Ew. Yeah. Okay. The elevator of shame. Ooh. I do not like the <laughs> elevator Ryan should of just shame. have all thumbs down the whole way uh, that you Okay. Well, did your, did your dad go no, on with okay you? No, it's okay if you don't Did like my it. what? Did your mom take this elevator of shame or your dad went on with you? My dad went on with me. My dad was the one who's... Your mom took no, it? No, my mom just watched from sunset. Oh, she didn't even... She wouldn't even go in. <laughs> so we went... And my dad's like, this doesn't just, like, fall out, does it? Just like a, just like a spooky hotel. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, wait, wait. Fine. I just want to cut you off for one second. <laughs> Remember the promo videos for this ride and everybody standing up? Yeah. It's so deceiving. Yeah. So when your dad... And they're all, like, being jostled around. Like, whoa, they're trying yeah. to, like... Uh, get their balance, like, whoa, like, no, man, that's not so scary. And you're sitting, it's not even anything like, anyway, continue. So, me and my dad went on it, like, first thing in the morning, and I was like, come on, we gotta go on it again. He's like, kidding me? Think I'm going on that thing again? That thing was crazy. So that was it. Oh. I went back on again. Oh, didn't you tell, Andrew, no, Andrew told me earlier that his dad was, he was, uh, Almost threw my back out. Yeah, he kept. He was upset because he <laughs> thought he threw his back out on the ride. I don't know. I Whoa, just thought that was funny. Jumping up and down like yeah. that. Okay. Gotta be careful. People with backs like me. <laughs> okay. I'm so like, he must have went on. They know, Dad. So your dad, you and your dad must have gone on the fourth version of the ride because Deep in its existence, bum, bum. since it opened, there has been there have been four version, four different versions of the Tower of Terror. The original ride that opened in 1994, the one that I rode with my friend Becky, only featured one drop. So there was all this build-up. The original ride that I rode, 1994, because I'm the best, and the original ride was me. Exactly, yeah, and it was... (laughs) I'm just going to gloss over that one. I've written that version. I've written that version. When did they change it? When did version 2 come out? 96? 96, yes, exactly, yeah. 96 is when they added a a second drop. They added a third drop in 1999, which was, and actually in 99, they also added some more shaking and kind of like a greater freefall sensation. And then again, it changed to its, the version that we can experience today in 2002. And they refer to this version as T4, quote, the tower is in control. And that's where you can oh, ex- guess experience. Yeah, so guests experience six to eight drops and lifts that are generated randomly by the computer. Yeah, so you get like a different experience every time. Yeah. So funny, you think, it, like the way it always usually works with businesses. So I uh, hit this button on accident, just so you know, like we can go up and down. Well, it was like kind down. of like an accident. I think this, the <laughs> like, Disney you're kidding, right? executives, I think that they asked for some reason if it can be altered for whatever reason i'm not exactly sure but the one guy was like yeah and then at that point the light bulb went off we can program this to be random completely random so 
very cool, very exciting because, like you said, every ride is different. And the queue is also pretty interesting. It winds guests through this these desolate gardens, complete with eerie jazz music and overgrown landscaping. I love this queue. So yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And it's so humid and musty there. But think about oh it, my though. Gosh, it's a right? hundred-year-old hotel, so it's got to be overgrown. Right. And have all this stuff and... The empty fountain. I was gonna say yes. the one thing that's like the coolest is like, all right, so cool. So we have a fountain, but we don't. Funny how people still throw their pennies into that fountain even though it's empty. That's the Disney best though. Yeah. I, I don't know. Even Brian talks about it. The cues. Laura, yeah. what about the um, bars? What are they called? The stag. Oh, stanchions. Oh wait, so wait, back stanchions. up real quick. I just want to say, the queue kind of has this built-in disorientation to it. The walkways are tilted slightly, so guests as they're walking what? through get a little disoriented. Which, if you've ever gone on the ride when it's not that crowded and you've had to kind of race through these walkways, I could kind of get that sense of yeah. kind of being a little it's bit so like, It's so subtle, it's so cool. Yeah. You know? It's not like... I never noticed that before. It's not before. like, whoa, why is this concrete tilted to the right? Why is this concrete tilted to the left? It's like so subtle and cool. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, Allison, the breast stanchions, it's funny you mentioned that. The breast So when you make your way closer to the hotel, closer to the entrance, you come upon these breast stanchions with red velvet rope. And my hot tip here for anyone listening is that you should not ever, under any circumstances, touch the breast stanchions. These aren't rules. <laughs> they smell stinky. They are the no worst. Touchy. No touchy. Uh, no touch no and no like. Right? <laughs> And your hands will uh, smell for the, rest, for the rest of the day. They will stink like You try and wash those hands. Stinky breath. I dare you. Stinky breath, yeah. yeah. I, well, once you make it through those stanchions without having touched anything, you will enter the hotel, and it looks exactly as you would imagine the hotel to look from the 1920s. It's really... The details in this are, are extremely intricate. And really impressive. So beautiful. Yeah. It's my favorite part. There's vaulted ceilings. There are so old bronze. Beautiful. Yeah, bronze. Antique furniture and everything in there. They actually went out and sourced and bought like really antiques. Like yes. they didn't make very much of those props the at cool all. The cool part is, is they bought like super antiquey stuff and there's uh -huh. like that front desk. And it's got to be like an old Tiffany lamp or whatever, but there's a hidden Mickey in it. <gasps> oh you gotta yeah. Look at, you got to look at the lamp on oh. the on the like concierge desk and has a hidden mickey in it my gosh there's so much detail i i have to keep reminding myself to look for these things because i'm always a you know drawn to the bronze statue for example that there's a an eagle yeah there's a, a sculpture in the middle of the lobby actually some of the sculptures in the lobby i'm not sure if it's the if it's the main focal the owl one or oh. the eagle one but they sourced a lot of the bronze statues in the lobby from 19th century sculptor august moreau oh august yeah, or August. Oh, uh, I'm, I know his friend's September. <laughs> his friends call him August. Oh. Yes. But, okay, in this lobby, it's so detailed. It looks like the hotel, the hotel has been abandoned suddenly. There's a lot of cobwebs, dust, still papers out on the desk. Cobwebs hotel. and dust is just like an understatement. Yeah. It should be like, cobwebs, yeah. bowl, dust, bowl. Like old timey feel, bold. The hotel room keys. Deserted, bold. Yeah. Like everything, bold. Which is like awesome this is it's... king of 
detail. Period. Exactly. Because in yeah. 1939, people just all automatically disappear from the hotel. Yeah, there's no way that people are going to come back. Fifth dimension, I'm out. You want it? Demigorgons? No. <laughs> there may or may not have been demigorgons. Yeah. Ooh, scary. May. So, if you look closely in the lobby, you can also spot a photo play magazine. On the concierge desk, it features an article called The Four Pages of Hilarious Star Caricatures by Walt Disney. And once you're in the lobby, it is not long before you're escorted into the library by an eerie bellhop who is instructed not to smile. And this is where the attraction officially begins. To the dead center of the room, right? Oh, they, no, that's the one I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come on, you guys. Well, on this <laughs> ride, everyone, and you will see everyone who's been on the ride even at least once in their life, knows that the entrance to the next part of the ride, you got to get, once you get in the, li the library, you go to the back corner, and everybody goes there. Nobody even has to tell them anything, because everybody knows where the door is. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Maybe because the Haunted Mansion, like, it can trip you up even if you're a seasoned vet. Right. But this one is always like everybody knows exactly where that door is going to be, even though they try to disguise it. No, well, okay, Allison, hot tip about that room in the library is you do not want to get mowed down by the herd <laughs> of people rushing to the boiler room part of this ride. So hang back and check out the tiny little details. There's actually. Oh, my gosh. oh you know, like the, the sheet music. That's an homage to Mickey Mouse, and the song on the sheet music is, what, exclamation point, no Mickey Mouse. Oh, and how, what? yeah, so no Mickey Mouse. there is a, a, a sheet music, I think it's on one of the tables, that is the sheet music to this song, and we, so we Googled it, we looked it up on YouTube, and Andrew, do you want to sing it for us? Oh, you know, I'll, I'll do it my best old-timey voice here, okay, that, okay, oh. that pal? <laughs> You're the cat. Meow, and I know. Wait, no, wait. You can milk a cow. Wait, no, no. <laughs> what? No, that you can milk a cow. I know that you can milk a cow, and uh, <laughs> I know that you're the cat's meow, and I know that you can milk a cow, but Mickey makes me laugh and howl, and I want Mickey now. Oh. So where's, so where's that, that Mickey, Mickey Mouse? Mickey, yeah. what? <laughs> That flicky, wacky, <laughs> wicky, Bolsheviki, Mickey Mouse. Why Bolsheviki? Right? I don't know. This is a very fun song. It's sort of creepy. Allison, it kind of sounds like the that song, the... Mickey Mouse. And I always say that because it was kind of like the same style. They say like the... Uh, something about they talk about farm animals in this, but yeah. it's very, it's very creepy. Yo, the cat's yeah. meow. I just think song. it's crazy how like, and I know you know how to milk a cow. Like, well, we're talking old school stuff. Like, yeah, or he's like, I want Mickey now. Like, I want <laughs> Mickey now. He's making demands. Yeah, it's weird. yeah, right. But anyway, so this this sheet music. I just been... want the Bolsheviki Mickey. Yeah. What do you think he's like? Nine. No, wait. Bolshevik no. is like Russia, right? So you've yeah. got to do a Russian Mickey. Ugh. Yeah, hello. Hello, my name is Mickey Mahals. I come to, you know, we come and do the things. We have a, some of the things that you like. That is a Bolsheviki Mickey I'm a Bolsheviki a Mickey a mouse. Oh, please don't take a bow before you enter my 
No, that. Oh, now we're right, going. Wait, now, <laughs> now we're going. I got too Andrew's many. Andrew's crossing <laughs> into many. Asian territory. This is not good. Too many. Okay, Alfred, the lobby. This is where you see the the ride the flicky, video. Flicky, wicky, Bolsheviki. No. Okay, oh. we're still. Uh, I, I want to just um go back to the library part yeah. because it's it's the scene of the greatest pre-show, like one of the greatest pre-shows ever. Yeah. We have a, a video narration by Rod Serling and uh, a body, a voice double, right, Laura? I was going to say, Mark Silverman. it is not Rod, it's actually Mark Silverman and... Well, some of it's Rod. Yeah, so they used a, an episode, actually, if you, cause one time I was watching The Twilight Zone for whatever reason, I guess it was on, and I was watching it, and the intro, the part where he says... Tonight's story in the Twilight Zone is somewhat unique and calls for a different kind of introduction. Is from the episode It's a Good Life. Ooh. Yeah, so they used a little mix of Rod and then also his impersonator, Mark Silverman, to create this intro video, which is extremely well done. You would not know that there's any change or difference in the voice. So they actually were in contact with Rod's wife, his widow at the time, and they had Mark Silverman read his script to rod serling's wife and have her kind of sign off you know and and say like, that yep, this is yeah that's the does closest it, yeah she says that, yes this is definitely sounds the most like my husband and so they it was cool that they had her play a role in it as well i think it's so cool like imagine having uh, i know this isn't must not be nice for the widow or whatever but like could you say unique with more emphasis like tonight's story is sort of unique you know yeah, I know. It's it's crazy. It's really that's just another testament to how much Disney will how much Clips effort and the glitter. Yeah. <laughs> how much Disney will put into the details. So anyway, Allison. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Let's just keep talking well, over you. You say like one sentence and then we'll go yeah, on for and then five we'll just, minutes. We'll bombard you with a bunch of weird stuff. Bolsheviki. <laughs> so so I don't even I didn't think I got <laughs> the any library. Of that. No, the library, the intro. We're in the library. Sounds um, like Rod Sterling okay, is the telephone. Uh, you can't pick it up or make any phone calls. Um, oh, so the the video, yeah, I love it. Um, so it sets up like a, an episode of The Twilight Zone that you're going to be the star of, uh, and it's it looks like you're looking at the TV. It's a black and white TV in the room, and it's all dark. It's like but a, it looks like you're actually watching an episode of the like Twilight a little Zone. twelve inch old radio dial. Like antenna ear yeah. television, like super old school. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, and in tonight's episode, you are the star, and this elevator travels directly to the Twilight Zone. Crazy. So anyway, the story uh, is about actually a group of five hotel guests, one of which is a little girl holding a Mickey Mouse doll. Yeah. Right. I think that counts as a hidden. Oh, Mickey. and she's actually Corey's younger sister in Boy Meets World. Or she's Say in what? the Twilight Zone, in the Tower of Terror. Yeah. The movie? No. no. She's just in it. Oh. I don't... Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's oh, from so a... long ago. Oh, wait. Can't yeah, there her. was a movie. There was a movie for this oh. guy. Or... Oh, are you talking about the Kirsten right. Dunst? The Steve Gutenberg? Steve The Gutenberg, horror of yeah. the horror? National I mean, Treasure. The... Yeah, the Steve National Gutenberg. Treasure. <laughs> One movie you must not buy. No. Okay, so... So, um, you're the star of this movie. Yeah. 
this elevator travels directly to the Twilight Zone. Anyway, everybody exits the, the library. I like to hang back so as not to get mowed over by the yeah. herd or separated from we always like. Anyway, oh, then you We always like to pick up get... that phone, like you said, Allison. It's just a, it's just yeah, a service yeah. elevator. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah, you know, it's just a routine maintenance service elevator. So once you go through the, the little corridor, then there there's the boiler room. Um, where, where is where you're gonna enter the ride and enter this main service elevator? But uh, there's a point at which the the line splits into two. You can either choose to go straight or you can choose to make a right. So the right uh, line has a little bit more squiggles, but it looks like it might be shorter. But this might be an optical what? illusion because if you go straight and then make a right, there are less squiggles, but it's a more of a direct route. So I always wonder, and I get get so nervous yeah. to right? make that decision to go straight or to go right. And then right. you got a party of five behind you, and you're like, oh my god, what do we do? Yeah. And then, if, whatever way I choose, that party of five always ends right? up going on, on before me because they choose the other side. I don't know which and one And you get later. out, and you don't even see their picture up on the screen. You're like, man, how'd they get in here? Yeah, they're quick? in and out. Well, it's kind of like shopping at the grocery store. You know, you pick a line that you think is going to go quick, and then, then all of a sudden... they pay by check. But you know what? We always go straight, Allison. Next time, we're really going to have to make that right turn and yeah. see if it makes a difference. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll split up the party. Some yeah, of the left, oh, some that's a great I'll idea. I'll take my Bolsheviki Mickey Mouse with me. <laughs> I'll go to the right. <laughs> okay, so you are loaded up into the, the ride vehicle, and then everybody gets to stand on a dot, which yeah. I love standing on dots. It makes you feel like you're in like a play or something. You're uh -huh. special. Right. Mission space, you're that's your me? dot. Soren, you Little get a fortune. dot. Pat telling you this <laughs> is your spot. You're like, <gasps> yeah. Also, you can request the front, and I do recommend it, because there's I no one in yes. front of you. I don't. You don't? I'll tell you why in a little bit. I don't. Okay. I recommend the back. back oh, left, I back see. Right. I know why. I know why. Okay, keep going, Allison. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> once you get on uh, this most uncommon elevator, you have to... Let's just uh, hear everyone's favorite way to put your seatbelt on. Yes! Oh. Andrew. Here we go. Are you, Get are you asking for <laughs> tips and tricks? Uh... I was wondering if anyone has a tutorial on how to put a seatbelt <clears> on <throat> in the most uh, illegal fashion, daring way possible. Yes. All right, guys. So here's what you need to do. First of all, we always, we already went over this. Back is best. So. You need to get in there, and you need to get to the back right or the back left. The reason for this is you're going to do something highly risky. You are going to go jump into that seat as quickly as you can. you got like three seconds to do this. Pull the seatbelt out as far as you can, <laughs> as quickly as you can. Basically, picture it like an old Ford seatbelt. Like once it goes out, it's going to come back in, and it's going to stick you in there, that seat, as hard as it can for that entire ride. So you need to make sure that you get in there, you pull the seatbelt out as far as you can, and then you gotta fold the excess underneath one of your legs because that guy's gonna come, the cast member, not smiling at you, is gonna say, hands in the air, and you have to put your hands up. So if you don't have the strap, it's gonna whoop, slink right back in and suck you down to that seat. You don't want that, you want bruised butt bone. So what you need <laughs> to do is then, once those doors close and he walks away, you take the excess strip out, hold it out like you're holding a platter, almost with that like two feet of extra room in between your legs and the seatbelt. <laughs> And then what you do, you just keep holding it, keep holding it, keep holding it. Now you're going to drop, and man, are you going to fly in the air. Your, your top of your legs are going to hit that seatbelt, and I will, just, you know, safety warning here, your butt is going to crash down into that seat <laughs> when you stop. Wait. It's going to hurt. Wait. But 
It's so <laughs> worth it. Every time I, okay, so every time I've been on Andrew with this ride, on this ride, been with Andrew on this ride, he's been busted for this. You gotta do it like, quick! No, the cast I'm working on my timing. Definitely, they definitely have a bolo out for people who are trying to get bolo? away with this. <laughs> a bolo? Andrew, what's your percentage um, success rate on this? Probably four. <laughs> but that one but that time, one time it was so great well back in the day they had the lap bars so it was so fantastic because allison me allison and mom we would get on and they would have their knees you know they're up on their tiptoes and have their knees up higher than yeah than they actually were so we had put, that, that put little my bit bag of in my lap flying out of our seats yeah um yeah another good thing is let's say you get busted right you're trying to pull that strap out and you get busted Another cool thing to do is you can put like a quarter, a penny, a nickel for you ballers, like a rolled up 100 on your leg. <laughs> no, or a Sacagawea. <laughs> or a, Sacag <laughs> a Sacagawea um, on your leg, and then when you drop, it'll actually go up to like your shoulder level and you can like catch it. Wait, yeah, so that was a, a rumor or something that, I, a fun fact that I read online is that people would say it would hover just above your hand, but I think because you're going faster than the speed of gravity... Because it's pulling it you down. It flies up, and you, yeah. that's why you have to do the, the sandwich hand. A hand sandwich? Yeah, you have to put the penny in one ah, in the left you, hand. Is it edible? No. Oh. Do not, no, do not eat this hand okay. sandwich. Use the filling is just the penny. What's oh. a hand sandwich? Wait, so you put the penny Are you say, in your left hand. Hand sandwich? Yes. <laughs> hand sandwich. Your hands are the bread, so the left hand holds the penny or Sacagawea, whatever. Palm up. Palm up, and then the right hand covers it so that just in case it does fly up, it How doesn't... much room you got in this sandwich? A lot of room. You want to give it some give, but you want to be able to catch what's it. What's the reason for the top of the bread? Why can't it be open-faced? <laughs> because you have to catch it, because if it were to, like, fly up to the top of the Someone gets car, a dollar. Someone will get They're knocked in the it. head, especially if you're using a Sacagawea. Not, it won't be good. It won't end well. Then the picture at the end is only, like, eleven ninety. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the well, I have to say, yeah, one of the best parts of this ride is looking at the picture at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to take the picture of the picture. That's right. There's no two ways about it. And yeah, then, I'm sorry, we just skipped over the whole the whole middle part of the ride. There. Oh yeah. So yeah. But we've kind of discussed it in length, though. I would think everyone's been there. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super exciting. Uh, you know, the feeling of come out of the gate into the fifth dimension yeah oh one thing i do want to mention about the ride um once you get on aside from all the drops and the mystery of how many times it's going to drop um and the view we talked about all that stuff but the one thing that i wanted to mention is the pictures or i was always confused about what the images you were seeing were like why is there like an e equals mc square yeah it's like a swirly and then you know distorted images and sounds but i kind of well, I don't actually know the real reason, but I'm theorizing that uh, after I went and watched the Twilight Zone episode, Little Girl Lost, you get to see what the Twilight Zone, or I guess Rod Serling and everyone thought would be the perspective view and um, audio in a fifth dimension. So when the guy crosses over, you see um, what he's seeing, ah. and it's all distorted images, strange pictures, yeah. like, so much sound sense. is distorted, because, like, it's, what's going on in there? It's like, you know, nothing is the same. Kind of reminds me of, like, in Inside Out, where they go in that secret passage, and they go 2D, and then they go 1D, and it's like, everything is, it kind of really puts in perspective what 
multi-dimension. Yeah. Multi-dimensional, yeah, 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 like, yeah. living is, or just crossing over through dimensions. I think Inside Out is great. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. I love that part. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I did want to mention I, some of those images are from other popular, or maybe they just used those repeated images in a lot of the different Twilight Zone episodes, because I know the glasses are from a specific Twilight Zone episode, and, and then maybe they are projecting these images in a way, like Allison said, just like to... to show you what their interpretation of the fifth dimension might be yeah i think it's crazy. cool the floating effect when all the stars light up and yeah. they're on the floor and yeah. they're also like all they're around all you. over so you're it feels so like you're just like floating in like in like space i love that yeah. part and then they all come together my favorite thing is when you think you're about to drop but then it takes you up a couple more <laughs> I know! <laughs> or like that weird, that, well, the, all the, the stars out. come together and they form that hidden Mickey. The and then end. that, oh, those yeah. doors open. I'm so disoriented at this point where I think that we couldn't possibly go forward anymore, right. you know? It's just so weird. And then, you know, in some versions of the ride, you see that, that kind of stucco wall in front of you. It's just so creepy. Yeah, it's, that's creepy. It's so good, you guys. Yeah, love it. And then you, and then once you get off, uh, warm welcome back to those of you who made it. And we just, we already said you get to check out your picture. And then you go through another awesome representation of a 1920s hotel lobby. And then the gift shop. Yeah, Ooh, hotel gift shop. The gift shop. I know you can buy all those cool Hollywood Rosie Tower. Such an awesome up. gift shop. I want a robe. You can buy all those cool Hollywood Tower hotel robes and slippers keys slippers yeah super cool real hotel uh gifts yeah like ashtrays yeah do they still right. have the ashtrays <laughs> oh i don't know they have I the little have bellhop bell we don't have an ashtray oh, we, we have a key yeah yeah shot glass you know all that stuff mm -hmm. or toothpick holders actually is what they used to tell us us cast members yeah. to, to oh, call right. them yeah <laughs> what gotta keep it pg you guys yeah show must go on and yeah, where's that, that Bolshevik Mickey Mouse? And I want Mickey now. Because <laughs> I'm spoiled. And it's the 30s and I want him. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, such a fun ride. The best thrill ride in Walt Disney World, in my humble opinion. Yes. If you're going... I'm still trying to work out what are my favorite rides. I don't think I can ever pick you're one. going for Pit of the Stomach feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, Allison, it is hard because I mean, it's They're such a hard so question in the first place to pick your favorite. It's like choosing your favorite child. I can imagine <clears throat> you're a parent. <laughs> yeah, well, every episode we do, that's gonna be my favorite ride of the week. Yeah, right? my favorite thing. Yeah, because it's <laughs> awesome to learn all these super fun facts about, to learn more about an attraction at Disney that we wouldn't necessarily know otherwise if we hadn't had this podcast to do all the research. So. Very cool. I know, Laura, you gave us so much um, fan fascinating information. It's crazy. Thank you, oh my gosh, yeah, I definitely wanted to give a big, huge shout out. Can't stress that enough to towersecrets.com because they have a ton of awesome info about the Tower of Terror. It's really incredible. They have pictures from when they were constructing the hotel, fun facts about the mechanics of how the elevators work, all of it. So definitely check it out. And the three if you minute want to learn more. Marvel video. Yeah, there's a, yeah, definitely, and they have that on towersecrets.com oh, too. So, yeah, check it out if you want to learn more. Yeah. So, what time is it, Andrew? I think it's time for the Old Andy's Roundup. Woohoo! Woo! Hot dog! Root and tootin'. And 
again for joining me around this very elongated round table stretching from Colorado to New York. Thanks, Andy. Pleasure to be here. Ooh. Yeah, thanks for having us. All right, guys. So we'll keep it short and sweet. You know, we got a lot of really great information on what Laura said is the thrilliest thrill ride and all the thrillings of the Walt Disney World. Yeah, thrilliest. The thrilliest. You know that, that new word. So, Tower of Terror absolutely amazing the way it is obviously we wouldn't want to change anything but you have to implement a movie into it so it wouldn't be twilight zone it would have to be oh so the licensing is up yep and you got to switch up that's it twilight zone's like you ain't making enough coin kid (laughs) so i say the lazy answer would be guardians of the galaxy you mean gardens of the galaxy (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> okay, Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm done. No, that's okay. I'm an Imagineer. No. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. No, Go I ahead. don't know if I mentioned this, but there's the change.org petition is that 35,000 <laughs> signatures to have it changed back to Tower of Terror. So, right? a lot of angry Disney fans. I think too late. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think they were already started. Well, they have started. Uh-oh. Okay, so... Enough politicking Allison? so you guys can come up with some ideas. Let's oh. hear them. <laughs> okay, oh, okay. I've got a good one. Oh, okay. Ooh, I'll go I'm first. ready. Oh, all right. So, while we were offline, uh, Laura reminded me of a great elevator scene in one of my favorite movies, which is Who Framed Roger Rabbit? So, in case you don't remember, there's that awesome elevator scene where he, uh, Eddie makes his way into Toontown and he, there's an elevator and Dippy Dog is the elevator operator. But it wouldn't just be like the elevator scene. Obviously we borrowed the elevator part from that scene, but everything Roger Rabbit would be in it. Like going <gasps> up through. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Oh, you could have two Jesse's chasing you. And the Weasel. Yeah, uh, the, the crazy eye. Come here, lover boy. Yeah, and you could go down like you're almost touching the dip and, and... Not the dip! And that'd be really, really good. Yeah! Uh, Roger Rabbit's a perfect fit in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, oh, hey, funny, because he used to be there before they. Oh, wow. Yeah. They steamrolled him out of there. He gave Miss Pink. Literally. Like Dr. Doom. He got laid off. (laughs) Did that one guy at the bar. Remember when I was a kid and the the guy at the bar um, writes the note that he was laid off? Uh-huh. I didn't know what that meant, and I had to ask Dad. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Super cool, and there'll be a grand finale with the <gasps> yeah. breaking through the bricks with the, the fire truck, and, and Kermit will be there. Uh-huh. Mickey Mouse. And all the tunes. All those tunes we know and love. Yeah, oh man, That's what a, really a good, good an- one. Good, wow. What yeah. a good answer. It was a co- it was a, it was a co-answer, me and Lauren. Oh, you don't have to give me credit. Okay, so I'll go next. I think my vision for this ride, I'm seeing a Nightmare Before Christmas theme. Yeah. 
And not just because You're it's joking. Halloween time. You're joking. <laughs> not because this I want to hear your oogie boogie impressions again. <laughs> But because I think it'd be a perfect fit here. You could have, oh, you know, the part where you're going into the fifth dimension and the car is moving horizontally. That could be the part where you're going through the woods and then you come upon all of the, the different trees with the different holiday you're joking shapes. Me. You gotta be. And it could even be changed, or maybe they have different versions of the ride that could show different holidays depending on the season. So you get really creative with it. We've got Valentine's a big budget. Day world. Yeah. And we could do just incorporate all the characters. You could go, you know, when the elevator brings you down, you could be in Oogie Boogie's casino. Five, and... six, seven. <laughs> hey, guys. What? I think you guys just wanted to do an excuse to do Oogie Boogie impressions. Yes, we I know. know. <laughs> He's the best. Busted. Okay. Well, yeah, so that's my that's my rendition of the ride that Ooh, I think might be a, a good, good fit one. for the studios. Andrew? Cool, I like my, that one. Mine would be a leap into the future. Whoa. We need something technology technologically advanced and it's got to incorporate 3d glass oh Disney loves okay them. so i'm thinking instead of just one movie i know this is a cop-out but like all villains whoa that's a good one like all villains like a villains ride that's it yeah so like you you go in and you get in the elevator and then there's like that one scene and you're trying to get away from chernabog and then you gotta come up <gasps> yeah. and then he's like right behind you so you come out and you're going forward and now you're in space and B and L is out there and you gotta what? make oh, a, a quick left and <laughs> get out of there and then uh oh more villains in front of you so you drop down and then there's more villains well, down there and you gotta the, drop the up. dragon they could pull in all their favorites with like fire things. and like uh, Hades and Hades all gotta this be stuff. there for comic relief and like Scar yeah <laughs> killing brothers left and right snatch, <laughs> slashing at you. Oh my gosh. You know, like when it's going, I it's feel like, like that might be could be too... like trying to sneak in and around like the yeah. thing. It could be like really cool. I feel like it might be too intense. With that sounds to very ride, scary. To, to ride Tower of Terror with 3D glasses on would be completely Man. disorienting. Wait, so you're in the fifth dimension with 3D glasses? So that's the eighth. Super <laughs> scary. Yeah. Dimensions to the eighth. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> so many dimensions. All the dimensions. The villain oh dimensions. Crazy, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. good answer. Cool. These oh, are all think... way better rides than Guardians of the Galaxy, by the way. Oh, I agree. Yes. Especially I the too. Roger Rabbit one. Yeah, definitely. Best way. I mean, I don't know. You guys, you guys have good answers because you can incorporate so many Disney characters into one ride. You know, with Roger Rabbit, any kind, any tune will fit. Any tune will do. <laughs> any tune. <laughs> you could just use that excuse, like, oh well. Their tunes. Yeah, when there's a new new movie that comes out, they can just pop those characters oh, new in. New tune. <laughs> Wait, what's Rapunzel doing in there? Oh, she's yeah. a tune. She's a tune. She's a tune. People yeah, love her. Fine. Yeah. Anna and Elsa will be there. Yeah. Ray? And Elsa's definitely going to be there. Ray yeah. flying and around. She's a tune. Be... He's a tune. Olaf. Yeah. Olaf's a tune. <laughs> He's there. It's there just are... a party. There. Yeah. It's a tune party. Right. <laughs> well, thanks, guys, for the amazing answers, and thanks oh, so yeah. much for all the information I already knew about Tower of Terror. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. You're an expert. Oh, I didn't know it. I didn't know most of it, so thank you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I didn't know any of it. This is such a great episode. I feel much more learned. Ooh. Learned. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. We, we always appreciate our listeners very much. Thanks, thank you, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. We're going we're gonna <laughs> to continue with our... October spooky episodes next week. Uh, if you didn't 
I don't think we mentioned it last week also, but so we did Creepypasta, the Halloween party, and then Tower of Terror here. If anybody could think of any other scary rides, maybe that one might be coming Whoa. up. Whoa. Maybe as scary as an Eddie Murphy movie. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's too scary. Okay, okay. Sorry. So scary. This, is a, this is a family-friendly uh, podcast. <laughs> so you can find us uh, social media, Disney Philhar Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and Diz Philhar Pod, D-I-S-P-H-I-L, H-A-R-P-O-D on Twitter and Snapchat. Yeah! Yeah! Thanks a lot, everybody, yeah. for awesome. listening. <laughs> Have a great day! Oh, oh boy! Oh. <laughs> oh. Hi, pal! <laughs> oh. Is that the Bolsheviki Mickey? I just want that Bolsheviki, Bolsheviki Mickey Mouse! Mickey Mouse says, Dos Verdanias!